In today's show, again, I'm here to talk about another trade that just happened after I posted the video. Jakob Pertl goes back to Toronto. Ken Birch goes to San Antonio, and I'm going to talk about it. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit Fangio.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first, second, third, and fourth listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, just posted the video talking about all of Wednesday's games and Josh Hart trades and Westbrook trades. And uh, yeah, there we get another one. Jakob Pertl. And I've been talking about this one for a while, saying, hey, Buy low on Jakob Pertl. I think he goes to the Raptors. I think there's a big chance he goes to the Raptors, and that would be huge for his value. And guess what? Jakob Pertl went to the Raptors. We'll talk about that in a sec. But this bloke is on my trade deadline like thumbnail, which you can find tomorrow, Thursday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Join me there. We'll talk about all the trades that go down there. But Jakob Pertl, he's, uh, he's done. He's gone. He's back in Toronto. The second reunion of the day, D'Angelo Russell back in L.A., Jakob Pertl back in Toronto. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, the trade, really simple. Jakob Pertl goes to Toronto. Ken Birch, the big tree, goes to San Antonio. There's a 2024 protected first-round pick going to the Spurs and two second-round picks as well. I don't have the protections on that first-round pick yet. Holy shit. Oh, Kevin Durant's being traded to the Suns. What on earth is going on? Oh, my God. All right, um, I'm going to go pause this and fix this up. Holy shit, what is happening? All right, I've, I've caught my breath after that Kevin Durant trade. We will go into that straight after this. I cannot believe that that happened at this time. We're breaking down, I don't even know where I was. We're breaking down the Jakob Pertl deal. What a mild trade this is. Jakob Pertl goes back to Toronto. His minutes should push up pretty significantly. Will he be a 35-minute night guy? I don't know about that. But with all of these teams, Spurs, Raptors... Maybe not the Suns, but definitely the Nets. There is more stuff coming. So what I say today could be radically radically different. Because you look at the Raptors team. They traded a guy getting zero minutes and added another center back in. So where the hell does he fit in? Like he will start and then your bench is Achua, Boucher. Um, like who else? Gary Trent moves to the bench. Ananobi moves to the bench. Is OG sticking around? I don't think so. I don't know what's happening. I do know that Pirtle's value goes up. And at the moment, the way things stand, Achua's drops way off. He can't play next to Pirtle. Boucher's probably drops off a little bit as well here. But things are going to change significantly, I believe, with the Raptors. So on the Raptors side of things, obviously, if anyone was stupid enough to drop Yaka Pirtle, you go and add him. I think you can feel pretty confident about dropping Precious Achua. Because even if Ananobi is traded or Siakam is traded or Trent is traded, Achua's playing backup minutes behind Pirtle. So... No, Precious is not a four. He'll play backup minutes behind Pirtle. I feel more comfortable holding Boucher because he can play at the four a little bit. 
but it's going to hurt him pretty significantly as well. But I think this Cook's precious in 12-team leagues. For the Spurs, yes, they get Ken Birch to add to their bench group of nonsense centers. Zach Collins will be the starter, I'm guessing. He'll probably play... If he plays 29 minutes, he is a top 100 player. If he plays 27, he probably isn't. I think he is a solid enough ad. Um, and we've talked about him as one of my top three stashes and the move that we thought would happen, happened. So that makes him worthwhile. Is he going to blow us away? Probably not. Could he have a run of top 100 numbers? I think he can, actually. I think he can be that good. He's going to have some troubles with fouls. He's only 25. He profiled out of Gonzaga with really good fantasy profile stuff. It hasn't come to fruition that way. But I think there's still a little bit in that. I think he can. I think he is a 12-team league guy here, Zach Collins. And nothing else really changes in San Antonio. Birch isn't going to be a part of the rotation. Deeper leagues, you want to look at um, Goldfinger, Charlie Bassey. Although it could go to Deadman and it could go to Birch. I think Bassey will get the nod there. And that's like a 16, 18, 20-team league guy. Or they might get a 24-minute split between Collins and Bassey which would be obviously frustrating from a fantasy point of view. Oh, I need a break. Thankfully, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It's the only thing you need. It's the only app you need at your Super Bowl party. It's America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner. So you can bet... I'm I'm discombobulated. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner, Full Locked On, because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who'll score a touchdown. If we have a look, I don't even care anymore. Like, what's going on with the Super Bowl? Oh, well, something's happening. Philadelphia Eagles, one and a half point favorites. That's cool. Travis Kelsey, minus 120 to be an anytime touchdown scorer. Well, we know he's dominant. And you can check all of those odds out, all their prop bets, all of that over at Fangio. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join Fangio today at fanjul.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanjul.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanjul, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. All right. Now, the big boy. The Phoenix Suns get Kevin Durant. They get Tony Warren Jr. The Nets get Mikhail Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Jay Crowder, four unprotected first round picks, and a 2028 first round or 2028 pick swap. 23, 25, 27, 29 unprotected firsts and a 28 pick swap. That is just gigantic. It's such a ridiculous move. Um, Not ridiculous in terms of what are you doing, Phoenix, but it's just a ball-breaking, league-changing move. Now, obviously, Durant is still out until after the All-Star break, but that is, it's a staggering, it's a staggering move, really, to see that sort of thing go through. And you just don't expect to have that happen at like 1 a.m. Eastern time on a Wednesday night. So what happens? Well, of course, Durant is out. We're going to see an absolute shell of a Suns team tomorrow because Booker's out as well. So they'll be without Booker, without Bridges, without Johnson, without um, obviously without Crowder, who they haven't had all season. No Payne, no Shamit. No one's there. No Warren, obviously, coming across. So things will be pretty rough for them tomorrow. What do we do? Is there any ads in Phoenix? I don't think so. Obviously, Durant comes in, replaces Bridges, replaces Johnson. Who's the starting group here? It's it's obviously Paul, Booker, Aiton, Durant. They're the clear starters. Who's the fifth starter? Is it Tory Craig or is it Dario Saric? I don't really see... Is it Tony Warren? I don't think so. I don't think he's reliable enough at this point. Um, I think they've got to be your options. So 
either Craig or Sharich, and then they play 25 minutes and they're not 12 team league players. Does this hurt Durant or Booker? Maybe marginally, but we've seen Durant coexist with Kyrie Irving and James Harden and be really good. That doesn't imp- and Steph Curry, obviously, and Russell Westbrook. It doesn't impact him at all. He's the same when he comes back. Booker, maybe it knocks a shot or two away from him. It obviously has an impact on Aiton and Paul, and their usage drops off a little bit there too. But overall, it opens up a lot in Phoenix because you're losing two starters um, in uh, Bridges and Johnson, and you're getting back one absolute superstar, but there's still a big opportunity for someone to fill that gap. I don't think it's going to do anything for 12s or 14s or probably 16 team leagues. And I'll be honest with you, with Brooklyn, I actually have no idea. I, I cannot look at this roster and make sense of it. Because the number one reaction, you go, is, well, Durant's gone, so Cam Thomas is going to just do everything. And I look at it and go, okay, maybe, but holy shit, look at their rotation players. This is the list of players who you could easily argue are rotation players. Claxton, Bridges, Dinwiddie, Simmons, Thomas, Johnson, the two Cams, Finney-Smith, Crowder, O'Neal, Curry, Harris, and that's not even including Sumner and Watanabe. That's 14 guys. They don't all fit. That's why there's got to be more trades here. And who the hell starts? Claxton, yes. Dinwiddie, probably yes. And then what? Simmons, maybe. Thomas, probably, but maybe. And then a million wings. So someone out of Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Mikhail Bridges, probably won't start. And that's not even including Royce O'Neal or Jay Crowder. Everyone's a small forward or power forward on this team. They are going to get inundated with trade offers for these guys. These are the most valuable players in the NBA. 3 and D wings. O'Neal, Finney-Smith, Bridges, Cam Johnson, Crowder. O'Neal. They've got six of them. So while I look at this and go, man, like it's people go, it's obviously way more shots and way more minutes for Cam Thomas. With this roster as it currently is, I don't think it is because there are too many guys that need to play. Not only did you add in, look, you've added in Dinwiddie, Bridges, Johnson, Finney Smith, Crowder. Five rotation players have come in and two and a half have gone out. It's very hard to... So I'm projecting at the moment that Joe Harris isn't going to be in the rotation. Watanabe is not going to be in the rotation. O'Neal's going to play 15 minutes. Um, Seth Curry might not play. There's so many different things. So who does it hurt? Everyone, really. I think it hurts so many people on this team. Actually, that's not true. I'll rephrase that. Does Mikael Bridges get hurt? No, I think actually might... Like his efficiency problems which when he was tasked with being like that number one number two sort of guy in phoenix will probably stick but his minutes and usage should stick okay from where it was not a terribly dissimilar he's clearly the best player i'd say he's the best player on this team pretty obviously Mikhail bridges and he can maybe push to 24 usage maybe um claxton i think stays pretty secure where he is as well what does simmons do i don't know i have no idea where ben i think ben simmons will be okay but i don't feel good about that Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie will be pretty strong as well, right? They're, I think those guys, Simmons, borderline, will be all top 100. As for Cam Thomas, I think it's going to depend so much on what else they do. There are just so many different players here. I think this really does hurt Cam Johnson. It hurts Dorian Finney-Smith. It significantly hurts Royce O'Neal. Um, massively hurts Joe Harris and Seth Curry, but you weren't rostering Harris or Curry um, or probably even O'Neal in a 12-team league. I think that... It, 
but this just, I, I just don't know. Like, I just don't know what to make of it. Again, my number one thing, you got 240 minutes, nine to 10 players play every night, pencil the minutes in. It's impossible. I, I, I let me tell you how I tried to do it when KD is, I'm not well, say when KD is back, they didn't play for this team anymore. Um, how I tried to do it. And this will change with, with my you know, day-to-day thought process and stuff. This is how I tried to put the minutes at the moment. And I, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, Mikhail Bridges, 36. Spencer Dinwiddie, 36. I feel that they're going to have to be big keys of things. And Claxton, 35. I feel like that's going to have to happen. And then it's... I've got 28 for Finney Smith. 25 for Cam Thomas, but I don't feel good about that. That could easily push to 30. Uh, 24 for Cam Johnson. 15 for O'Neal. 15 for Crowder. 26 for Simmons. Where do I... Look, to get Cam Thomas to 30 out of that, where do I take them? Does Finney Smith play 20 minutes? Does Ben Simmons play 20 minutes? Does Cam Johnson play 20 minutes? I, I, I Is 36 too many for Bridges? I honestly, it's one of the more confusing rotations I've ever seen. And I think by the time we hit the deadline tomorrow, that three of these guys won't be on this team anymore. So that will open up a lot for Thomas. So when I'm looking at Cam Thomas's season-long projections, I do boost them up versus when I try and do a 240 on him, like the 240 minutes in a game, it's really bloody hard. Like, how do I find that? This is one of the weirdest teams I've seen constructed. It's all wings. They should get... Uh, the, the Nets got four first-round picks and a pick swap. If, I think they get another two to th- two first-round picks at the d- deadline somewhere. I don't know where. But just some wild stuff and actually trying to break my brain, trying to figure out how this rotation can possibly look. While understand that I know Cam Thomas just scored 40 points in three consecutive games which is obviously awesome. But there's a bunch of established, very good NBA players who actually do things more than just score and defend and pass and have size that are useful to this team or to others. Are they tearing things down? I don't think... You're going to be too good to do that. You can't tank this season. Bridges is too good. Claxton's too good. Dinwiddie's too good to actually tank on this team. I have no idea what to make of it. None. And I don't even have Simmons playing 30 minutes a night because I don't think he will. I, I just... I just can't... I'm going to have to sit on this for a couple more hours and try and go through it. I can't figure it out. I can't figure out how it happens. And I can easily see the argument for, yes, Cam Thomas is now a 32 usage, 32-minute-a-night player. I can see that argument. Or I can see the other argument whether he still plays 25 minutes coming off the bench. I can easily see that too. And then what does that mean for Finney Smith, Cam Johnson? I think Finney Smith and Cam Johnson will probably become 12-team drops. I think O'Neal, obviously, I think O'Neal clearly is already. Curry and Harris clearly are if you some reason had them. And Simmons might border on that as well. I know everyone hates Ben Simmons, but they're not going to just bench him and take him out of the rotation or play him 18 minutes a night, I don't think. I don't think that's realistic at all. And we, so if when you're doing a 240-minute roster, like you can't just take Simmons out of it. I don't think that's real. But again, honestly, if I go look now, they might have done another trade already. Like there's so much stuff that's going on that it's so hard to this roster makes no sense in terms of how do they play every night. There has to be more trades coming for Brooklyn. Has to be. And then when they happen, we'll get another step on it. Do you add anyone on Brooklyn? Obviously, if Thomas was still available, and he's still available in 30-some percent of leagues, go and add him. Although, again, I, I am I skeptical? Yeah, I am because I just try and run the, the numbers as to where everyone fits, and I don't know where everyone fits. And it would require absolute established players 
playing 20 to 10 minutes, which feels crazy for a guy that's played three good games in his career. But it's possible. It's a wild situation, like an unbelievably wild situation to have that after the trades that we have during the game. Um, that I just don't know what's going to happen. It's so wild. So what do we got? What's the outcome of today? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, Zach Collins is probably, well, out of these two trades, Zach Collins probably gets the biggest boost. Thomas, again, I, I, it could go either way. Bridges probably goes up a little bit. Cam Johnson goes down. Um, someone like Sharich jumps up, but probably not enough in Phoenix. Big drop for uh, Achua. Decent size drop for Boucher as well. Really, really, man, that Nets team. That I, I honestly, they're going to be so interesting to watch how it all plays out. And honestly, what happens over the next twenty-four hours? Less. 12 hours. I'm going live in 12 hours to do a trade deadline show. <sighs> Far out. Um, yeah. That's really, really, really tough. Does Crowder even play? Does he play at all? I don't know. I don't know what he's... Maybe he doesn't play. Maybe that's the one that I'm wrong on, that Jay Crowder just doesn't play at all on this team. That's possible. Maybe he gets zero minutes. Maybe he's not good anymore. I don't know. I honestly have no idea. That's that's the thing. I, I don't know. But now they've got six... Am I, am I wrong on that? Bridges, Finney-Smith, Johnson, O'Neal, Crowder. Five 3 and D wings who could all be capable starters on a playoff team. If they get less than two first-round picks extra from this, I think they've lost. They are stacking up a gigantic haul. Wow. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. I've got to let all this sink in. And you got to let it sink in as well. Figure out what's going on. Follow this podcast. I just said that. On YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Holy shit, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.